emotional and mental health. It is a sign of courage. We become more resilient and brave when we embrace who we truly are and what we are feeling. The Vulnerable Scientist Podcast is a space for scientists to tell their honest and authentic stories. I am your host, Saranya Kerry, who happens to be a scientist, informal science communicator, and I help scientists create personal websites. If you want to support this show, go to www.patreon.com slash thevulnerablescientist. You can also follow this podcast on all social media platforms at TV Scientist Pod. Take me through your journey in the university. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that was an interesting journey because it was not necessarily as I expected it. What did um, you do first? Which particular so I, course did you do? Right. So I um, I entered in um, yeah what we call a biology degree, general biology. Mm-hmm. So it was a three years. Um, like a bachelor degree, three years, where uh, the first two years are common subjects for everyone who who enters biology. Mm -hmm. And then in the last year, you can choose subjects. And so there's a few uh, specializations, let's say. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, so I, you know, in the first two years, you have from... You know, especially in the first year, you have maths and physics and chemistry and there's cell biology and um, philosophy of sciences as well, um, anthropology. So many different uh, sort of subjects. There's also, of course, you know, physiology and plant biology, etc. And then in the last year, then, you know, we we would be divided according to our interests. So then I went for genetics and molecular biology, but there was also conservation biology, microbiology, uh, neurosciences, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So... The journey through university, I, I thought I was going to enjoy it more than I did mm-hmm. um, in terms, you know, as we were saying before, I, I really enjoyed being in school, you know, and mm-hmm. being in classes. Uh, but I felt classes at university were not really challenging. You know, it was just this huge amphitheater with almost 200 people inside. Mm-hmm. The teacher is just talking and you know, they don't care whether you're learning or not. They're not. Yeah. So, so that kind of didn't, you know, I lost interest um, in the classes very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had some practical courses, which were more interesting, uh, for sure, at least for me. Um, I mean, this was not the case for all the subjects, but for many of them, um, you know, that's that's how it ended to be. So it was a bit disappointing in, uh, in that perspective, you know, with a very few exceptions uh, and again, related to the areas that I liked the most, or maybe I also liked them more because I liked the teachers mm-hmm. and the professors. I think, you know, it's difficult to disentangle, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, so there were, unfortunately, there was just a few exceptions, you know, um, I had expected that I would love each and every subject at university, 
Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, well, I still really enjoyed when I was actually learning. So, you know, when it was, mm. uh, when I was reading the, the textbooks, um, preparing for the exams, I actually enjoyed, um, I enjoyed that part. I just thought it was a bit sad that, you know, the classes were not more, you know, engaging and, um, yeah. So, hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else from university? Hmm. What do you particularly remember about it? What stood out? Hmm. Um, I did lots of things during university. So it was mm. a time when I was actually involved in doing many things. Mm. Um, and I think also because I was a bit disconnected from the classes, you know, mm -hmm. so then my mind was free to think about other things and do other things. Mm. Uh, I started working in a lab very early on. Mm. Um, I was, yeah, I was also working in the zoo, for example, uh, in mm. Lisbon. Um, animals. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm. Uh, animals and kids, yes. I was, mm. I was a guide for school kids at the zoo. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, you know, so pretty much what I remember is that, you know, <laughs> the, the most part of the semester, I wasn't, paying so much attention to university and I was involved mm. in the lab and in the zoo uh, and enjoying with friends as well. And then there was these periods when we, you know, the exams were coming and so we were studying a lot. And then I was kind of like, oh, wow, you know, yes, indeed, these things are interesting. And mm. um, uh, yeah, so... Which lab is you know, this? <laughs> it was what a lab trend? in... Mm -hmm. It was a lab in the university in the plant biology department. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so you're actually practicing some part of your <laughs> studies. Yes, yes, definitely. So this mm. was in the first semester. Um, the 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 professor we had in cell biology. At mm. the end of the semester, she told us, "Well, you know, if any of you is interested in." getting some experience in the lab, just come talk to me. Mm. Um, and so I did because I thought, well, you know, I, yeah, I, I want to get my hands busy, you know, in, in the lab. Mm. I want to see, you know, is, do I really like it? Mm. Is it, yeah. And so, so I talked to her and, and she took me in. Um, she's, yeah, she's a great person too. And, um, and so, yeah, they were studying. Um, <laughs> they were studying what's called secondary metabolism in plants. So mm -hmm. these are molecules that the plants produce to mm -hmm. sort of, uh, for example, to keep animals away from eating them. For example, protective. Um, yes, mm -hmm. yes, they often have protective functions. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, when I joined the lab, they were starting a new project that was looking into a new, um, a new disease that was affecting pine trees in Portugal and mm. also elsewhere in the world. But you know, it had it was starting to affect pine trees in Portugal. People were getting a bit worried about it, 
Um, and so, yeah, and so we were looking at the plant tissues of pine trees that were infected or not with this uh, animal that was making them sick. And mm. yeah, so I spent a lot of time um, making thin sections of those uh, shoots and leaves, you know, the needles of the pine trees, mm. uh, and then doing s different stainings on them and then looking at them at the, under the microscope. Mm. I've never thought about that. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, the, mm -hmm. What did you like about this experience? Um, I liked, I liked the journey of like you know having a question and wanting to understand what's going on and having you know and actually, well, being able to to look at it you know to sort of like, um, you know. I really like the, you know, the sort of following the scientific method in a way, you know, that um, we knew what was causing this disease. And so we mm. had, um, and we had these two different species of pine trees, one that is, gets sick and the other one actually didn't get sick. And mm. we also didn't know why. And mm. so, you know, and then we had, we were infecting these, um, these small trees and we of course we had the untreated controls as well and mm -hmm. so then we could look at them and see what was going on I, I i just you know for me that was the most fascinating at that time that actually we could um you know we could really test things um yeah is it clear yeah i don't know if yeah yeah maybe I i'm understand. being a bit too vague i don't know but um <laughs> <laughs> i I like the process. Yeah. Mm. I still do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So how did you transition to do a master's? Mm -hmm. What made you start doing a master's after your graduation? Right. Um, so when I entered university, mm. as I told you before, right, I, I, I sort of, as a kid, I discovered there were masters and PhD. So I, I knew mm. I want, I sort of, Oh, I, I want to do it. So when I entered university, I thought, well, you know, I will, um, I will stay here in Lisbon and do my masters here as well because there were master programs mm. in molecular biology as well. Mm. Um, but after those three years, since I didn't enjoy classes there so much, mm. then I was ready for something else. <laughs> um, mm. So I, I knew I didn't want to stay. Uh, and do my master's there. I didn't, uh, yeah, you know, because the, the, the professors would be the same mostly. Mm. And, you know, I, I really liked some of them, but most I didn't really. So, <laughs> so I wanted honesty. to, I wanted mm. to go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to go somewhere else. And, and, and experience the, other things. I mean, it's, it's good to mm -hmm. widen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And on hindsight, yeah, definitely. I think I did well to to go somewhere else and not stay in the, within the same school of thought as well. And you know, because then of course things are done in a similar way. So, yeah. luckily, at the same time, um, well, 
at, at that time, the University of Lisbon was part of a, a network in Europe that uh, allowed students to go and do internships in laboratories or companies mm-hmm. after they graduated. Uh-huh. And, and so I thought, you know, maybe I would apply to that and get some full-time experience in a lab. Mm. Um, I remember talking to, you know, one of my favorite professors back then, you know, is, is this crazy that I am actually, you know, because after those three years, everyone around me was going directly into a master's. And I was thinking of kind of, you know, not going for a master's right away and join this program for one year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was a bit like, oh, will I get delayed or, you know. Um, and she was amazing. And she told me like, you know, Rafael, you just have to do what makes sense for you. And if right now you feel like this is what you want to do, then you should go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm I'm very grateful I did it and, uh, so, and I was lucky enough to, to get this fellowship. So I went to Paris actually mm-hmm. for, for this fellowship for six months mm-hmm. where I worked in a cancer research uh, institute. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for six months I was, um, you know, working with breast cancer cell lines and trying to, yeah. Uh, understand the the role of a specific gene and how it you know made the cells proliferate more or less and um, so that was a great experience both from a scientific perspective and of course from a life perspective because I was living in a different country and Mm. living by myself I mean I went with a friend but you know we didn't have we were adults already, but, you know, we didn't have the parents around, so we had to sort out our lives uh, on our own, right? So mm-hmm. that was that was great as well. Um, and that was the transition for the masters. So during that period, mm-hmm. I realized I had learned very little about human biology and the human body during um, during those three years of biology. Mm. Um, and so I wanted to learn more about that because mm. at that time I thought, you know, I would go into cancer research. Um, mm-hmm. and so, Why? so I applied, um, the thing was, I, I, I really liked, and I still do in a way, I, I liked many things in biology. So for me, it was very difficult to choose. You know, mm-hmm. what, 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 will, what will I study? And I, I felt like, you know, yeah, I could study so many different things and I would probably like all of them. Mm-hmm. So, so I thought, you know, um, cancer research seemed useful. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think it was coupled to also wanting to be useful. Um, and so... Yeah. I mean, back then, um, when I was choosing the internship, you know, Mm -hmm. I I checked different labs in Paris. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, there was there were other labs that were of my interest that were not related to cancer. But, you know, this one was kind of my favorite and then it worked out. And so, you know, it was slowly like that. Was it paid internship? Yes, 
it was a paid oh. internship yes exactly so yeah so this program um i think yeah um there's still some sort of uh, a version of this program i think right now it's an european program and and yeah and it's paid internships you can go to a company it doesn't have to be a lab for example so mm -hmm. um so it, it is it, it was paid actually yeah okay um why did you choose paris uh, why did you it's like you <laughs> you're specific to paris when you're looking for different internships yeah. um <laughs> So I've always, yeah, I've always been fascinated with London, actually. And okay. so I thought, you know, one day I would go to London to mm. do some research, maybe my PhD or whatever. Um, mm. And so I thought, okay, well, if I'm going to London later, then mm. for this internship, I can go somewhere else. Mm. And then I applied with this friend of mine and he mm. wanted, you know, and he was really curious about Paris. Mm. So... Um, because, you know, he was more into microbiology and Paris is very strong in microbiology. They have the, mm. the Pasteur Institute. Mm. Um, and so I thought, well, why not? You know, and Paris must be a nice city to live in. And, and so that's how, that's how I went to Paris. Yeah. Oh, so it's, it was kind of someone else's idea in quotes. Yes, definitely. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, how different was it being in uh, in France compared to being mm -hmm. in Portugal? Mm -hmm. um, well, it. I think mostly it was different because I was just away. You know, I was on my own in a way, mm -hmm. um, for good and bad. Of course, I, of course, mm -hmm. I missed my family, and uh, but on the other on the other hand, I was like living a more adult life in a way you know because during university i was still living at my parents place for example mm -hmm. um so suddenly i was a lot more independent and autonomous and mm -hmm. and i really enjoyed that part mm -hmm. um and then well you know different habits in france compared to portugal of course um but in general, I, I really enjoyed living there as well. Okay, so what happened after the six months? <laughs> so after the six months, um, I I was planning to stay in Paris to do a master's. Hmm. Um, and they had these master's in genetics that I applied and I, I, I got accepted. But hmm. then my family came to visit hmm. and... Uh, I was telling them about this, and they were they were a bit worried that I would have to study in French because the masters mm. uh, uh, were, and I think they still are in French. Mm. Um, and so, and they were, you know, yeah, maybe you know, maybe the fact that you know you you'll be learning new things, and on top, you know, the language might be an obstacle as well. So, you know, do you want to? You, are you really sure you want to go through that? Mm. Um, you know, might might set you back from the beginning just because of the language. Mm. Um, you know, so so in that weekend they were visiting. I you know I looked a bit elsewhere in Europe whether there were masters that I would maybe like, mm. and 
but it was already quite late in the year, you know, so most, most, de most deadlines were closed. Mm. Um, but I found a master's in biomedicine that was mm. still open uh, in Sweden, in Stockholm. Mm -hmm. And, and actually it had, I mean, they had an amazing web page with testimonials from previous students. And it looked great, you know, I mean, of course, you know, they, of course they would only put good videos in the website yeah. to promote the, <laughs> to promote the master's degree. But, mm -hmm. you know, I was, I was always a bit naive as well. I still am, I think in a way. And, uh, and so, you know, I was, I was quite excited about it and everything was in English and um, the applications were still open and it was really, you know, uh, as I was saying, I had realized how little I knew about the human body, mm. you know, in terms of like physiology and molecular biology. And, and so this was on biomedicine and it was divided in four main areas, you know, like cancer and infection biology, cardiovascular diseases and neurosciences. So mm. I thought, well, you know, actually it really matches what I was kind of looking for. Mm -hmm. um and so yeah so i went for that actually and yeah i was i was lucky to be accepted and and so after those uh after the that internship in paris then i moved to stockholm to to do my my master's degree yeah was it self-sponsored uh partly yes initially it yes um so they had they had um scholarships but for for people coming out so the masters itself was for free for people from europe so mm. i didn't have to pay to attend these masters okay and and for people outside of europe they had scholarships so okay. yeah all my i think all my colleagues who were from outside of europe and uh, mm. they had scholarships um either from their own countries or from or from the university in stockholm actually the karolinska institute yeah mm -hmm. okay um sorry language so portugal you learning mm -hmm. in portuguese yeah, portugal, and i was learning in portuguese portuguese only okay so when you moved to paris you did you mm -hmm. learn some french um, or how did you? <laughs> I had yes. <laughs> I had three years of French in school. So in the school oh. system in Portugal, we learn a bit of French. Ah, um, okay. Yes, and but well, you know, I didn't learn so much then. <laughs> uh, before moving to Paris, this internship, so the mm. fellowship included a crash course in French or in whatever language, depending where which country you were going to. Okay. So it, it included a crash course um, on the language you would need. Um, and then when I moved there at the Institute, there was also language courses. So I also joined, mm. but, but really, I mean, I think that helped a lot that I was learning the language while I was surrounded by the language, you know, and mm. um, so the lab I joined, actually, most people would only speak in French. Even the group meetings would be in French. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I was, but you know, when it was my turn, I would still speak in English and present in English. Um, but where, because, where did you learn the mm-hmm. English? English was at school, yeah. Oh, okay. Still All back right. in Portugal. All right. But also it was just part of the languages being taught. Yes, exactly. So, um, yeah, we, we start learning English from quite early on mm-hmm. in school. Okay. Um, at my time, since we were 10, I think now it starts even earlier. And mm-hmm. so then, and you have English all along. Um, oh, so it's it's kind of another language just that you use, right? Y- 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 well, yes, it's the main foreign language. So everyone learns English at school okay. in Portugal now. And then, and then you have a second language, which normally is French, although now there's also more diversity. So some people can choose other things as well. Okay, now you're done with French. You're going to Sweden. <laughs> yes, indeed. I'm going to Sweden. Yeah, but the masters were in English. Oh, okay. Yes. And the uh, guys mm-hmm. around spoke in English or French? Or Sweden, Swedish, whatever. <laughs> Swedish. Yeah, the guys around, you mean in town? Like, in terms of like, yeah, just talking to people around, people know English? So, yeah, exactly. It's quite amazing in Scandinavia, so in the north of Europe. Um, mm. Well, I was only in Sweden, but I, I know it's the same in other countries like Denmark and Finland. Everyone mm. speaks English, you know. Oh, okay. um, yeah, it's, it's ah, quite so it's impressive. it's for you to... to exactly. <laughs> ah, okay. So how is it... How is it being in... Doing your master's there? You 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 kind of mentioned that it was different from what it looked like. Hmm. Um. Well, uh, I I really so <laughs> I really enjoyed the masters. Oh. So I definitely you know I I got what I expected. Mm-hmm. Um. As in you know I did learn a lot about those things that I wanted to learn, learn back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it was an amazing experience as well because like half of the class was international people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made friends with people from, you know, all over the world. And of course, then, you know, we would share food and, you know, so it was really, it was very eye-opening and... That sounds um, fun. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, definitely. I still have very good friends from that time, mm. um, and it was um, it was definitely amazing in that sense. Um, yeah. 